0: Scratch scratch your
1: the podcast where we debate which track to scratch off some of the most known and unknown albums of all time.
0: We live in an era of singles. This is an album. People no longer listen to an album for the work it truly is. It kind of defines a band. It's just not something that people relate to nowadays. We've all gotten the dreaded...
1: Started out as a game. Which track on the album would you scratch out if you had to? Hey, everyone! Welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch a Track Podcast, presented by the Dude Grimm
0: Show and co-produced by Mister Ivest. I am the dude, and I am Grim. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorites. Apparently, not. A favorite of everyone's We'll get to that No, And that is We All Belong by Dr. Dog And you're probably thinking Why aren't you holding that album up, Grim? Well, dude, let me tell you why Because I went to the record store Maybe about a month or two months ago Or something And they had it And I didn't goddamn get it And I that's one I've wanted forever Because to me, it's just it, It is an absolute one you'd buy on vinyl No question It just runs right through well, and you saw the new Aaron Carter album, and you were like, well, I mean, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Can't afford them both. <laughs> no, no. Not both so, both
1: gatefold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So this <laughs> album came out in the year of our Lord, 2007. Good year. Now, I don't know, dude, what you... I know we've talked about it before on the show, but I was just browsing through just
1: blousing browsing
0: some of the albums that came out in 2007 that maybe would would have some significance to us now granted we're just a couple of people chimps on a davenport in a basement yeah but dude there's i mean if you look at the list it's insane what came out but before i get to that i'm gonna say that given all these great albums that came out and this is a pretty underground band at this time and i would say even kind of still um mm-hmm. rolling stone still ranked this album 39 out of the top 50 for 2007 which i think is kind of saying something for such a small band yeah definitely given what came That's- out in that year because i'm gonna list almost 10 that i just scanned right through and picked up so also released in 2007 spoon ga ga, ga. The Shins, Wincing the Night Away, Arcade Fire, Neon Bible, LCD Sound System, The Sound of Silver, Modest Mouse, We Were Dead Before the Ship Even Sank, Bright Eyes, Cassadaga, Nine Inch Nails, Year Zero, Radiohead, and Rainbows. Maybe you heard of that one. So, you know, it's not like this came out in a virtually like a real slump year for music in general. There was a lot of good stuff coming out.
1: Dude, that's that's one hell of a list to start off right there.
0: Oh, I know. Um, yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. And I know the the list, as you said, definitely goes on and on and on.
0: Um But yeah. just those to, few, to, I mean, that's now I would still given those, I would probably put this album still I, I would say in probably my top three for that year. Okay, I mean, it is, it, all, all things considered, to me, it's basically this one: Radiohead and The Shins. I mean, for the for the top yeah. ones, I'd round yeah, I'd round yeah. out the top five with probably Spoon and Arcade Fire. If that was my Oof, Neon list, Bible. yeah, yeah. But yeah, 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 I'm just yeah. saying, and those are all like I think from. Boy, it's so weird to say this, but like from our era, those those are all like those are a, a stack of very like classic albums from this time. I think definitely, definitely. So there Um, was some competition. I I take
1: it this is your. I take it this is your favorite of theirs.
0: Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, I did. I did like. I just. uh, I think it flows the best, um, and it just. It really runs through like an album should run through. I mean, before it's the perfect length for a record too. I mean, it's like just under forty minutes.
1: Dude, it's great. Thirty-eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it the thing that's that's a bummer about it though is is due to the fact that Dr. Dog is not never really I would say broke through to like some huge huge level of of notoriety or success. I, I feel like this album will continue We're to not go large <laughs> No, but we did see him at Lollapalooza. We did. That yes. I can say. And it was awesome. Yeah. Now, they were, I I guess, known for their live shows. um, And one of the criticisms that I read, not just about this album, but a lot of their stuff, was that some of the critics felt that they could not bring that same kind of energy into their records. I can Hmm. understand that maybe with some of their (coughs) their earlier stuff, but I would really disagree with this, because I think there's a lot of energy in this record and the way the vocals are delivered and all the stuff that they do. Uh yeah
1: that's you know i hadn't listened to this album for a very 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 long time and i that's the, the thing that really really stood out to me was the the variety of the vocal sound yeah and and it, it leads me to ask like is it is there one main singer because no, i was looking two. at the credits okay because when i was looking at the credits for this album there's a, like four of the five guys who are get vocal credit. Now, obviously they do a lot of harmonies and backgrounds and stuff like that. But um yeah, it, it seemed like I was like, man, I, I can't tell, but it seems like there, there's more than one person singing lead on a couple songs. Right.
0: Yes. And I, I think if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I think that it's Scott McMicken is the, is right. the one there's singer one. who kind of sounds like Bowie sometimes. Cause there's some of this that reminds me of like, Earlier Bowie, like Ziggy Stardust-era Bowie. And then there's another guy who sounds, to me, a lot like LeVon Helm from the band. And that's Toby Lehman, the bass player. And and their voices, yeah, you're right, they're very different and distinct. But that's, I don't know, that's one thing that's cool about it, is each one of them can easily hold their own as a lead singer.
1: Yeah, and it does... It, it helps I'm it helps break it up but it does kind of break it up a little bit it mixes yeah. it up and having different styles is, is is pretty cool i mean there's you know obviously there's a lot of um singers out there who who are just able to sing in different styles and they mix it up and everything um but i think it's cool that you know they have two two guys that it, now i imagine they both well i have no idea but both write those songs as well or i don't you know, I there wasn't a ton so. of information about this album out there as far as... No,
0: you know, there the,
1: really isn't. How and, they split up the duties and everything.
0: And, yeah, and I don't know, but I in my mind... And, and we'll get to this in some of the um write ups about it but in my mind it's a lot like the Beatles. it's like whoever writes a song kind of thing. you know what I mean yeah, definitely definitely no I'm with you there for sure but um, yeah there so there isn't a lot about this and one of the most interesting things that I found and I found it at the last minute so I wasn't able to unfortunately send it over but it was this it's a YouTube video couldn't tell you mm. the title. I think it's like. Dr. Dog Plays in Jose's Basement, <laughs> I think is the name Sounds of the cool. video. And so they drove to wherever this dude lives from Philly, and they basically just brought their, all their gear with them, and they set up and played in this guy's basement, and he interviewed him and everything. Yeah. And in the interview, they're talking about some of their, um, their lead-up material because this is their fourth album, I guess. And yeah. it says it has like that that real, real like old grainyish kind of eight track sound. And that's what they said that they had at the time was an eight track machine. Now for this one, they had got a twenty four two inch twenty-four, 24 heard, yeah. track tape, which to me this sounds like it was done on a tape machine. I mean it 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 just sounds like the album came out of like nineteen sixty eight.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely does have that sound and feel. Um, When I was looking up, I was trying to find interviews and things Mm -hmm. like for this album. And I, you know, I couldn't find a ton, Um, I I believe. And I don't know if it was for this album, but they talked about, um, you know, yeah. I don't know if it was this album or the next one where they recorded it on um, tape. They wanted to do everything like analog. But then at the end, they brought the tracks into the computer um, but essentially they said it was like 90% done before they brought it into the computer and it's, they just used the, the computer just basically raising lower levels and stuff like that. It wasn't like a full on edit, like, yeah. you know, process and recording it into the computer. Now, I don't know if that was done for this album or for the album that comes after this Fate. Which that's a good one. I is a fate. Yeah, yeah it that's fate. what it was. Um, yeah, fate.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But it was around
1: this time. Yeah, it could have
0: been for this one, too. And one of the things that was funny, and I don't know if he was talking about um, something that was on this album or it was something that they did just before it, but um, I think they were interviewing Scott McMicken, and he was telling this story about how they had a reel of tape and some apple juice spilled on the table, and like some of it got on the tape. And so he had to... like take apart the reel, take all the tape out and let it dry and then like clean it and wind it back up. But there was a little bit on the end of something that he couldn't clean. And so at the end of one of the songs, there's just like this warble in the tape that they could never get out, which was like from apple juice.
1: Oh my God, dude. That's <laughs> it's one of those things, man. One of those things. Mm-hmm. Fun little mistakes. So,
0: I was thinking that, you know, people liked this album as much as I did. And so, of course, when you can't find a lot of interesting information about an album, I will usually turn to reviews and music publications that I typically respect. Um, Usually I'm pretty close to what... Uh, I would read in in a pitchfork for example but in this one dude they only gave it a 5.5 out of 10 yeah (laughs) wow that's an F dude that's not even a D I was just like that is and they they called the album a Beatles tribute which I can see why they say that yeah there's a few things uh, (coughs) uh, that caught my ear um, but, but not even just the Beatles. To me, it's everything from that time. It's, it's yeah. Bowie, the Beach Boys. I mean, it's all. It's all kind right of there, there, but it's still, it's still different. At least I think it is. Um, but they did. They did not give this a very a very nice review. So I I would have to pose the question to Liz Koval and. To another writer who wrote for uh uh for Pop Matters and that would be Joe Tacopino. To both of them, I'd basically have to throw out a big old fat. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, yeah I read an inter- uh, not- I read
1: a review as well, and uh it was not very flattering. I forget forget what they said, but at the end of the review, they were basically just describing the type of music that this album is, and the way they're describing it, they're like, "Look, if you want to listen to that type of music, they're like, listen to Of Montreal." Oh,
0: something. that's and the album. Then, yeah, that's the one oh, I'm reading, okay. and I'm like, "I'm I'm oh, yeah. sorry, yeah. dude. Uh, this is this is different, and I would argue better than Of Montreal." But I'm if you can pull that out of your mouth long enough to finish writing the article, maybe exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, I'm not gonna so, go
0: off on a tangent on this like we did with that uh, with the great reviewer who did a uh, such an awesome oh, review of King Kizzard and the Lizard Wizard. But yeah, to both of a, you, uh, you suck, and I'm sure there's a third one too. So I would just throw out a fuck the three of the you, three of you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lebowski yeah, style, definitely
1: Lebowski style. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, dude, I, I mean, I hadn't listened to this album for a while. I think I listened to it. I probably I think I actually have this on CD somewhere because I saw after Lollapalooza. I remember it, like I really liked it. And then I actually saw it. I believe it was uh, Dr. Dog in Chicago. Me and a couple buddies went and playing at a small place called the Empty Bottle, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, dude, we're talking like it's like mm-hmm. a bar. Yeah, like like there was like maybe like 50 people there or something like real <laughs> small um, you know, the appeal became more selective, I guess. I would yeah. Say. And, and so, um, I believe, yeah, I do have this album somewhere and I hadn't listened to it for a long time. And this is the first time I'd probably listened to it in years. And, um, yeah, it was good to revisit it. It, it, uh, it's something I'll definitely check out some more and probably do a deeper dive. Cause even when I think when I had it and listened to it, like when it came out, you know, it was one of those things I was like, oh, this is cool. I like it. I like it. But as you said, 2007 was a pretty good year for music. So I was probably listening to a lot of stuff in 2007. And a lot's happened since then. I mean, it's been
0: nearly a 15 lot. years now. You know, so. It's
1: crazy. Crazy. So, well, Graham, I think you should get in the tracks here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's time.
1: Uh, track number one,
0: Graham. Old, Old
1: news. news. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, I I think it it starts out in a very um, I don't know it, it it has a good kind of forceful you know just to kind of come in and very um, reminiscent sometimes when he sings I I it's reminiscent to me of McCartney too when he really gets into it okay you know
1: yeah. Yeah, I just thought this song is. I mean, it's it's not even that long of a song. It's really no. short. But I just thought I thought it was kind of a fun way to open the album. Up. Yeah, I, I, I like I like his. What I find is, um, and I don't know which singer this is. That's but, Toby. Um, I, I, is it Toby? I really like a lot of his songs and his kind of his vocal cadence. I do. That's too. one thing that 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 really kind of grabs me by the lapels for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, and. This one, and I again, I can't compare it to a lot of their other albums. Um, you know, the the one instrument that really stands out to me throughout this whole album is the use of the piano. Yep. Now, is it in their other albums? Is
0: it is prevalent? I mean, I'd say it's. Yeah, they they use a lot of. I mean, that's what's kind of cool about it. Really, to me, is is someone who's kind of a. I mean, I record everything on digital, but, like, an analog purist in terms of, like, what instruments I would want to play, they keep it real down-to-earth. It's, like, piano, Hammond organ, guitars. Gotcha. I, I mean, there's, there's some other little things, too, but I I can't even think of hearing a synthesizer.
1: Right. Yeah, I don't think so. You know? Not that I heard. Yeah. Um. So, track number two, My Old Ways again starts with the piano
0: <laughs> but kind of darker that's what i like about it, it, is. it and they hold yeah. the pedal down to let all those notes sustain out you know as they're playing them and yeah and, and see now this is where i think his voice and i think this is scott mcmicken okay. kind of reminds me in a lot of times of like a younger bowie
1: interesting so i didn't know if you ever listened Do you know who albert Hammond jr
0: is Yeah, isn't he the rhythm guitarist in the the Strokes?
1: The Strokes, yeah. Well, he's put out some solo albums, too. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I I was never like a huge, I mean, I like the Strokes, but I never listened to a ton. I don't know how I found one of his albums, but I did. And I really liked it. And the way he sings in this song really reminds me of Albert Hammond Jr. Oh, really? Cool. All right. Yeah, I was like, I started listening to. I was like, oh man, and it was cool because I was like, dude, I haven't listened to that album for a long time. I should totally check that out. Yeah, again. yeah,
0: so okay, that's I'm, cool. I might, I might,
1: I might just, might just do that. And I think that, um,
0: dude, lyrically, the album's or this this song is interesting too because it's it's it basically is just um, acknowledging one's faults to the past and just saying like I'm done with that shit,
1: dude. My old ways, man. Yeah,
0: cheating, and creeping around.
1: Yeah, just glad I made it this far. Yeah. Um track number three. Keep a friend.
0: My favorite on the album. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. dude. The way they they just do interesting things that I wouldn't have thought of, like how everything comes in, and there's that one guitar that just hangs on that note. Uh-huh. You know? It just little little things like that, that are that are cool uh, because you're just kind of use it an instrument in a way that is not maybe the most intuitive, or at least for me, the first thing I wouldn't think about. Yeah. But this song, well, I think lyrically, yeah. is is probably the most brilliant in the album. No, I don't re- remember the lyrics, but I'll have to look them up. Well... I can say a lot of them. They're good. and what I yeah, they're they're really good. But <laughs> what I good. like about them the most is that they contra they're there's very contradictory but in a very funny way that makes sense like even rivers ask for rain. Um even uh-huh. gluttons got to eat. Like eat. I I just I like the wit behind it. I think it's they're clever and they're, That is cool. Yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of funny. Even kings they yeah. ask for more. Ask for more
1: yeah that is pretty cool i do like that well it's funny because i thought you were going to kind of say when you were talking about uh the guitar and stuff i thought you were gonna um bring up the uh the, the dot matrix oh you know, yeah, there's a warm gun yes like, they are very right? good
0: at that too
1: yeah yeah in this song that's Thing that really stood out to me and i was like okay i hear the beatles i hear what they're talking
0: oh about, yeah right? absolutely yeah. i hear it but the thing yeah. is yeah. i liked it then and i like it when they do it like it now yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah totally
1: mm-hmm. so track number four of the girl this mm-hmm. is my favorite song
0: oh i could see that that's yeah. dude I just, close contender uh, on that one yeah, I
1: I just love how it's gotten some nastiness to it. It gets really kind of like heavier how,
0: for them. Yeah,
1: yeah, th- the, it gets like thick and heavy, and I guess the they get that the harpsichord in there. Ding
0: and ding and ding. Yeah, you know? dude.
1: Yep. Yep. so this is that that really uh struck a chord.
0: Yeah, um, I the, the girl is a really good one and it's kind of cool to me how they do a really good job not just in this one but in a lot of songs of of just building up and then and then it all just cuts, you know, and then it it it, could, it, it, it breathes it breathes a lot. Breathes. Yes.
1: Well, it's funny how the song starts too because it starts like they're kind of like in the studio almost has that 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 studio sound where they're like mm-hmm. kind of like oh we're gonna you know yeah. whatever we're getting started or whatever and then all of a sudden boom but it's they extend it like that goes on for the first like 20 to 30 seconds of the song and then like the boom the song kind of comes in.
0: yeah because they're they're they already they're hitting there's some kind of rhythm going i know what you mean but they're like right. counting it yeah. out still Yeah, but then, but yeah, yeah, when he busts out, there, he's sleeping in his shoes, you know, it comes in, it's just pretty, pretty hot. I like it, and that really is Um, another happiness is a warm gun tone a lot where they get that with the the "Eh." chords and just yeah,
1: totally. Um, check number five, Alaska, Alaska. which which is a a huge contrast from the, the song that we just heard um this one he sings i feel like with a lot of soul
0: oh yeah Uh, and again that's that's toby lehman who you know he's got the voice and this for some reason this one i think reminds me of like the band and because of that you know because of that that's (laughs) what's that is your light on (laughs) oh the the screens just i can do that okay it'll just yeah See, that's the problem. There's just too many screens and stuff going on. I mean But to me this one really it reminds is- me of like a song by the band that Levon Helm would sing. It- <laughs> so
1: you want to know what this song? The way he sings it. <laughs> Listen to I should say this. The Jimi Hendrix experience. The Wind Cries Mary. Listen to that song and then put this one on. And there's some parallels there in the sound. Oh yeah, like, I could see that. And in how he sings it, and sort of the instrumentation. I mean, very again, very different song. Yeah, but I like see what you you you're saying. That,
0: like the cadence it, of it all, and, yeah, and how they yeah, how, like, and how do, they get that chromatic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like yeah. I was
1: I was in the shower and I was listening to it. And I was trying to sing the the words to "Wind Cries Mary" and I was like, oh man, that kind of fits. The traffic lights well, they
0: turn a blue tomorrow. Yeah. Blue tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear happiness now. The weekend, not to be confused Ooh, with the band, the, the artist, the weekend, but the song just called "Weekend." I I like this because to me, weekend is like the song that you listen to on Thursday nights when you're hanging out with people and you're drinking more cocktails Seltzer. than you should. Cause it's yeah. like the weekend is coming soon, and what do they say? Let's grab a case of lager and strap on a canoe, just yeah. like you know, like that. Right? It's like summer yeah. to me. That it's like summer, dude.
1: Dude, you're checked out, man. Yeah, Friday right. doesn't even exist. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna
0: punch in, but yeah, I'll be available. You know, yeah, you're like I'm, I'm available if you need me, but I'm not Genre- actively generally. pursuing anything. Yeah. yeah, just just don't call. Yeah, t- yeah, text would be better.
1: It was so much better. Definitely. Yeah. Um Get a warrant. Seven. Oh, get a warrant. Track number seven, Ain't It Strange. Um I-, I found this song really interesting. It has such a gradual kind of build up to it. Yeah. Um, you know, the way it starts with the acoustic, I think, and the bass, and then he he sings and he's got this kind of melancholy tone. And I was like looking at the lyrics, and it definitely seems to be somewhat about you could say maybe a breakup or something. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, I just, um, you know, I, I liked how the song just kind of kind of builds
0: to it. Yeah, and, dude, to me, this one, again, very much, uh, like, early Bowie-ish. I, and just everything about it, everything about it, like, is... Ugh. All right. Yeah. Nothing specific, because it's just everything. Yeah, just it. everything. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. one thing that that I would say to those critics. Like, dude, I, I'm glad that you compare it to so much to the be- Do you know who Bowie is? Like, he wrote shit yeah. before Let's Dance, just so you know. Maybe you could put that in your <laughs> review next time. <laughs> Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. What he said. Um Track number eight, dude, Worst Trip. Yeah, Worst uh, Dude, th- this is kind of funny because it's like, um, uh, I don't know. I, I loved when, uh, the lyrics when he's like, where well, you're driving to the workplace hungover in stone. Yeah. You know, the radio is the worst thing early in the morning. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, okay. I've been there
0: yep. once or twice. And I, dude, I, I love the harmonies in this song. Now, and one thing I forgot to do um, for this album is uh, give our, our shout out To those who who brought it to our attention, this one was first brought to my attention by Mr. I-V-E-S-T and Dr. Leifer. Because he made me one of those compilation CDs that Worst Trip was on and I think uh, Mr. I-V-E-S-T had the full disc and I got a hold of it and that was it dude. It was like probably listening to this thing every day for a good few years wow wow that's a long time yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah for a few years hmm yep okay um then track number nine
0: the way the lazy do oh, yeah yep that's it very very psychedelic, and it has interesting build up, too. You know, there's like little organ in there, little organ parts, and everything kind of definitely. But I like yeah. when they, when they, when it really builds up, and he's doing the whole yesterday, you know, and it did the guitar's just going. <laughs> there's some again, like just a different, cool use of the guitar, um, than I would have normally thought about,
1: yeah, and um. Yeah, the lyrics are definitely cool. Now that I'm yeah uh, looking at them a little closer, yeah. Lying on
0: your back,
1: dude. May your thoughts be kind. May your knots unwind. May your dogs drink wine. <laughs> may your days kill. May your days kill time. Yeah, like
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah that's why I think they're they're good lyricists. I I really do.
1: Mm-hmm. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, track number ten. Die die die. die. die.
0: Kind of dark. Die, die, die. Uh, it's it's a very uh, much yeah, a very departure dark. from the rest of the album. Um, it is, and it, it's it's sort of funny. It well, is. Well, I mean, I, I was going to say dying, that too, but it, uh, but it's it's like sarcastic about it. It's it's just basically right. like I would also say about some sort of a breakup uh, or something. But I just, dude, what does he say? Um, it turns out cigarettes can kill you. I had one for dinner and come back. And then what does he say? Every time I thought about you, I smoked a whole pack. Like, I love that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Well, and even the, you know, it has that organ part in it. And it's real like this mortuary organ thing you know sound to it you're like, and the oh,
0: slide man. is kind of eerie in it too it, it really the slide is very much like a whiskey mystics and men type of a slide is just missing the oh uh, da, 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 da. i'll tell you the story yeah mm-hmm. uh
1: self-titled track yeah out the album. we all belong we do. We all do. All belong. I think because, to really, me, this felt like the most Beatlesque. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can just, see I, that.
0: But I think a really Bowie. beautiful no, early song. Bowie. No. Yeah. Bowie. Yeah. Really. Low. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get lumped in with those other assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, uh, well, I really hear the early Bowie influence in this track. But yes, I, I dude, I think it's a great track to to end the album with. I'm I glad they didn't end the album with "Die Die Die" because that would have been just like literally such a downer to end the album on, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have been, it would have been a pretty big downer. So, yeah, luckily they uh, they didn't. And um, yeah, I think it's um, I don't know, a suitable ending. I think. Good ending to the film, yeah. You just good yep. bumbling on. All right.
1: Well, we know each other's favorite tracks now. This is the point in the show where we scratch a track, and it doesn't mean we hate the track, but it doesn't mean we like it either. <laughs> I think you should go first, because I, yeah, I you gave me, you gave you gave me the warning that I should have a backup. In that's case, fair you know because i thought Islanders that there was
0: there was a possibility that we could go into ot true the ot's well up. dude as much as i do think it's kind of funny i would scratch die 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 just because of the way it kind of is such a bummer it's such a downer man yeah yeah
1: yeah i i mean i agree we'll go to overtime yeah <laughs>
0: Um, over, uh, over. I have to go oh die 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 as well.
1: Um it, it again it doesn't really fit the album. And that seems to be a common theme for us when we pick a lot of these these tracks, but here's the thing, if this if it wasn't on the album, it wouldn't be missed in in my opinion. Um understood, you know. yeah. So, I mean, I, I I don't know what their motivation was especially because I believe die 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 was also on this takers um, and and levers ep Mm -hmm. which came out just before that and maybe they were like wow you know it's it's so good on the ep we might
0: as well well on our next album yeah it's funny because there's actually other songs on takers and levers that if that was the the criteria i would have thought they would have picked those ones first but maybe the other ones were too much like this and they were like, well, shit, there's nothing off a toothbrush we could reuse. So <laughs> Just, yeah, definitely not. Mm. Well, Grim,
1: I think that about wraps it up. No, it doesn't, dude. What's your other? What's your alternate? Oh, my alternate. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot. Um, My alternate is uh the way the lazy do.
0: Oh, really? Okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, essentially, I don't know there, there just wasn't really in the song That stood out to me I listened to it, and I'm looking at my notes here And they're pretty pretty bleak I said the piano was really in the front <laughs> <laughs> was, Yeah They really want, you know, they pulled up the piano They really wanted to showcase it Yeah Well, yeah, so, I
0: mean, it, with a song like that You don't want the bass taken away from the vocals That That's the last thing you know No Def,
1: oh, yeah. no, definitely. Nick? Nick. <laughs> Nick turn, turn down Nick.
0: Well, if I had to do, if I had to pick a secondary, I guess I'd pick Alaska. Ooh, okay. And I okay. guess I don't know yeah. why. It's just that the other ones grab a hold of me a little more. I,
1: I felt like that was, especially after a song like The Girl, I felt like that song, there is a huge contrast in between the songs.
0: But it's so nice. Maybe the... Yeah.
1: The 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 flow breaks it up. I don't know if I mean. I wonder on vinyl where they break it. I wonder if they break it. They probably break it between Alaska and weekend. Don't you think?
0: Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just. I bet you they break just, it after weekend, and ain't it strange when you ain't look ain't at the strange. times?
1: Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. Because there's eleven. Look at the times. Look at the times. And then, of course, there's those bonus tracks, which I've never actually. Well, I've heard Goner because it's on Takers and Leavers, but I never heard the other one. I hope there's love. What is love? Baby don't don't
1: hurt. hurt. Okay. So
0: I guess with that, unfortunately, Dr. Dog is, is scratched. I'm sorry that there is not more people doing this wonderful piece of work justice out there. I hope. You like it, and maybe if you'd go ahead and give us a, a good old-fashioned... Um, like, like, subscribe, you know, below. You love can tell here. us uh, your thoughts on Dr. Dog, and if you like them. And how do you think this album ranks?
1: Yeah, not just in
0: 2007's seven's catalog. List. In,
1: in 2007's list. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's a big year. It's a big year. huge so. year. Huge. Muy so. Huge. Huge alright well let's wrap this episode up again yeah twice cause twice is nice like who doesn't want double bacon wrap stuff it's the bomb yeah Larry right.
0: style love it
1: Larry's
0: Sponsor that it's time to go Dude-y not really the Doobie Show. scratch your track is produced by the Dude Grim. additional music provided by Moore and the Tim's Copyright 2021, The Dude and Grim Show.